What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Riz Podcast. This is episode nine. Uh, if you don't know who I'm sitting with, I'm sitting with this guy here, Smarta Janna. This guy here, Smarta Janna, Mr. Zishan. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, let's get into it. Yo, Zishan. Yeah. Salaam, bro. Waalaikum salam, rahmatullah. Barakatuh. We, sp- we said salam before and uh, the reason I have to just say that is because last time I did that with the Way of Life SQ yeah. when I said salam to him he just baited me out he's like bro we, we've spoken, <laughs> we met each other like an hour ago man. <laughs> but anyway so so uh, as I mentioned I'm really excited to, to do this podcast um, first of all I just want to give a massive shout out to Smartha Janna I keep calling you that okay let's talk about this because yeah. when you're out right people must call you Smartha Janna all the time yeah pretty much do you, do you mind that do you, do you mind people no, I don't mind do people, do you prefer, like, okay, so now we're talking, do you, if I just said a uh, smarter general all the time, how how does that feel to you? It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me, but normally when people know my name, they tend to go with the name. But okay. if someone prefers smarter general, uh, yes, each to their own, innit? That's it, that's it. So we're here today with Zashan. One of the reasons why I'm really excited about today is because um, you don't know this, um, but one of the videos that you released was probably the catalyst you know that the tipping point for me actually going out there and starting this podcast itself so uh, it was actually uh, your 100k subs uh, video that you did and I remember it came out pretty much end of October last year oh mashallah right okay and uh, I saw that when it came out and well I'll I'll be honest with with you when I saw it right I saw it and I saw you're like what a waste man I was like what a waste man <laughs> and this waste man's got 100 subs no no uh, to, to be honest it was it was a bit like that it was my it was my my kind of inner ego my, my jealousy that you know when I saw all of these people who are doing so well on on YouTube and they've got a platform and, and they've got a voice uh, and they're, they're, they're talking about their ideas and their concepts and in my head I would, I would always watch these videos and I think well you know what I've, I've got a voice and I can do this as well like you know but that was years of me thinking that in my head, you know, mm. and years of me looking at other people and thinking like, why do they have this? And, you know, why do I not have it? Right. Yeah. And I think when I saw your 100K subs video, the reason why I say it was a tipping point, because you spoke about your journey and that where you came from. And that kind of made sense to me in terms of the reality of not only YouTube, but anything in life. Mm. Consistent hard work, consistent hard work. And having a mission and working towards that—that's that's what I got from that video. So, uh, just for that, obviously, you know, a massive thank you to you for even putting out that video. It was oh, very different to it, the type of content that you put out normally. You know, mm. very comedy. That that one was very you know from the heart, uh, very emotional, and you could see that. Look, you know, five years of 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 working, grinding, everything. You know, I know myself in the short period of time that I've started the the the, the late hours that you have to put in to to even get. You know, a couple of hundred views, you know, to get oh, yeah. to 100k subs, mashallah, amazing. So, look, uh, I don't want to inflate your ego too much at right at the start of the e- uh, right at the start of the interview, um, <laughs> but I uh, just wanted to give you a massive no, shout out to say it, that look, you know, on, on a real level, that 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 was uh, a massive achievement. I think someone who's done it within the Dawa scene as well, like you, like you've always said, like no music, no free mixing. You know, we keep it halal, 100%, and to get 100k subs plus, I think is a testament to to yourself. Um, and also something which we should look at in terms of social media and uh, YouTube as a platform and say, look, you know, there are good things that you can be done with these things. You know, mm. it's not all mental health issues. Like, good things can happen from it as yeah. well. What are we taking from it? 100. But um, let's get straight into it then, guys. Um, Zishan, uh, obviously, uh, we've just spoken about, you know, the, the growth that, that your channel has had. 
um, we see where you are today. We see the, the 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 amount of content that you're putting out on a daily basis. I want to talk about where things kind of all started for you. Uh, like uh, you mentioned that you're you're 30 now. You're 89. You're know, 80s baby. Uh, growing up, um, you know, in in the 90s. Uh, where did you grow up in, in? You grew up in London. Yeah, London. You grew up in London, South London. South. South side. All day, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> and uh, so you grew up in South London. What was it like for you growing up in South London? I'm not gonna lie. When you told me the area that you live in, uh, my first kind of gut fe- gut reaction to that was, "Oh, this is the hood." And yeah. when I actually came here, I was like, "I said it to you. I was like, oh, this is a really nice area. Nice I really area, like it." Yeah. So, so what was what was growing up in the 90s in South London? As a British Muslim, British Pakistani Muslim, what were kind of your experiences back then? Um, I guess my kind of upbringing was a bit different in the sense that I don't know. There was uh, it's like Jim Quick says. He's like, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. Yeah. So sometimes what happens is we look at our past and then we constantly justify our you know um, flaws in our behavior and we blame oh my father wasn't there oh it's because i didn't have siblings i mean on paper mm-hmm. um, my father passed away when i was young i haven't had brothers or sisters my mom she couldn't speak the language even till today mm-hmm. like there's a communication thing but bottom line is she loved me bottom line is she came to this country to because if she would have stayed um, in pakistan then she didn't want people to say look he grew up on our um, leftovers or we contributed to him growing up how dare you speak out so she wanted that independence mm-hmm. from people that would later or that could later oppress us so so were you born in pakistan i was born here oh you're born here okay but um when when my father passed away she went back and then the in-laws obviously tried to kind of say look you need to stay here and she said yeah. Uh, long story short, mm-hmm. it, it was that tussle. Like, do I stay there or do I come here? Mm-hmm. After consulting with family, friends, people of knowledge, eventually, she decided it was best to come here. Mm-hmm. So I could have been that kid that just lives in a village and just grows up there and just is one of those typical Pakistanis. Mm-hmm. But I think because of the basira Allah has given our elders, ultimately they've made a decision. And Alhamdulillah, we came here and. Uh, I think I've lived in Brixton. I've lived in like estates as well. Right. Okay. To such a degree that because my mom didn't know the language, it was to such a degree that there used to be because the gang in the area knew that my mom can't speak the language, mm-hmm. so they would deliberately sit outside our house. Right. And just congregate there, make noise, and just intimidate her. Right. Okay. So the whole of the night she would spend awake, and I would sleep, and then when I would get up. Then she would sleep And I think the catalyst for that was I think uh, one night they put fire through the door um, And because of that she got really worried She called police and everything But uh, her main worry was Had I not been awake Mm -hmm. We would not have a house It would have burnt down So because of that I was quite intimidated um, like because of the whole language thing, mum didn't understand the the culture and society. So I lived quite sheltered. She mm-hmm. was very close to me. Mm-hmm. I used to follow her everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then as I started growing up, um, then slowly I started breaking the shackles that were around me. Like I like I remember it, until year two. Right. Uh, I used to have a English support teacher there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I tell my students this as well. Uh, I'm like, 
uh, I used to You're with the class yeah, yeah. And then you get pulled out And then there's this freshy teacher Teaching you English And I'm just there like All around me are familiar <laughs> So I'm looking at my class And I'm like Yo guys like I know the language yeah. Help <laughs> Half an hour later bro Then I go back And then I'm like flip And I remember in year two bro She said you know what Zishan I was like yeah She was like You don't need me anymore You can join your class And I was like <laughs> 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 bro, I was, I was so gassed, man, to to join my class, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not having an English support teacher. Yo, I was so excited. You're a certified English teacher, bro. I was like, yo, flipping, let me bust out the dictionary, <laughs> the thesaurus. Like, bro, I would max out the th- the thesaurus. Even my my year three teacher was like, yo, like he'd come to me, look at my book reviews, be yeah, like, oh, yeah. you use a new word, bro. I was proper gassed. But then still people obviously mock you, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. GCSE time came, bro. And bro, Alhamdulillah, I, the time I saw my mom really proud was when I bought home that A okay. for English. Oh, nice, nice. And that was that was a big thing for yeah, us. Yeah, like yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a time that we couldn't speak English. And now you're leaving the people that used to mock you behind. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the sort of thing that I came from. Okay. And then uh, well, long story short, then came... Uh, I think I was in year eight when nine eleven happened. I was just gonna say because you you mentioned yeah. uh, GCSEs, but yeah, nine eleven, uh, two thousand one. Uh, that I mean, we're the same age by the way, eighty yeah. nine. So I I remember as well, and and it's interesting because I remember the moment that I realized that as a Muslim I had to be slightly cautious with what I said. Mm. Uh, I, I I I can't remember exactly what it was, but I mentioned something in in GCSE textiles. Uh, no, it's whatever, t- not GCSE, but whatever textiles class. And uh, I had a Muslim teacher. She wore hijab. Mashallah, her name was uh, Miss Muhammad. And uh, I think we were talking about something with with a couple of friends. And she came up to me. She she was like, "Don't ever talk about this topic to anyone." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "Because like people won't like you'll never win this conversation. Mm-hmm. You'll never you'll you'll never like." Just try to stay away from it. If people come up to you, just kind of say that, you know, tell them that you're really sorry that happened. So as like an 11 year old, 10 year old, 11, you're, you're kind of already being told and taught as a psyche that as a Muslim, we have to be apologetic. Mm. Um, so so, so for you then kind of year seven, year eight, nine, uh, eleven. So you're growing up in this estate. You're growing up with kind of a lot of gang culture around you. Anyway, we are literally the the nine eleven generation. Yeah, we're yeah, the yeah. war on terror generation. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. literally what how we've seen our religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Even the gang culture was affected by this as well. Like locally, um, ironically, this uh, on my road. SMS used to live here as well. Okay. So, um, uh, because we're only about 20 minutes away from Brixton, okay. and that's the hub of SMS, but SMS was here as well. Mm-hmm. They still are. And then you had PDC and, as well. And SMS are. SMS uh, are. They were the prevailing gang of mm-hmm. South London. Okay. Um, that they were known. Okay. Like now you've got the six sevens. Okay. But in those days, it was the SMS. It was an SMS. Right. Okay. Yeah. First, they were called Southman Syndicate. Okay. And then it became Serious Muslim Soldiers because they oh, started. Really? Yeah, because they started converting, right. and they when they started converting, like all the cool kids in our school, they started following suit. That's when the Palestinian scarves started coming out. People started doing their shahada. Obviously, uh, there were like a few things that they did that was a bit dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the whole, that that was the kind of the other side of the war on terror thing um so that was a bit of an encouragement to us 
But then ultimately, like you said, we're told, don't say this, don't say that, you'll get picked up, this will happen, that will happen. And then I was like that, I just stayed quiet most of the time, just stuff was inside, we just see our religion constantly being battered and it you start questioning your identity mm -hmm. and it comes to a stage you start questioning your religion. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm seeing it everywhere, seeing it in the news, mm -hmm. seeing it from the non-Muslims, seeing it from the teachers, seeing it from the programs. Are we terrorists? Is our religion evil? And when you question this thing, either you can be a questioner that you just question, but ultimately you, by osmosis, you take whatever society is saying, mm -hmm. or you you question something and you search for the answers. Yeah, you're a critical thinker. You say, all right, I've heard that side. Let me see if the other answer exists. Mm -hmm. The other side exists. I looked for it and boy, when I found that, I was like, this is not right. These are lies, bro. Mm -hmm. These are lies. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I was like, you know what? Flip it, man. Mm -hmm. Flip off. <laughs> Mother flippers. <laughs> and that's when I was like, uh, nah, I got to do something, got to say something. Uh, but even then I didn't. Okay. I, I started, um, Alhamdulillah, there came a time that uh, even with like, my mum used to take me straight after school to mm -hmm. this to this teacher to learn Quran mm -hmm. than I used to. Then eventually when I was outgrowing that, he suggested, you know, you got to go to the masjid. You can't, you can't keep coming here. Mm -hmm. And my mum, bless her and, um, you know, increase her. Amen. Straight after school, bro, we used to have to go and the teacher gave me a window. He mm -hmm. said, if you're there by this time, mm -hmm. five minutes, then I can teach you. Otherwise, that's it, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And there were some certain times we used to rush there and he was gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Alhamdulillah, I used to think like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. The small things, like I used to look at him with like his face covered with hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be like, why are you doing that to your face? Yeah, like, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Because everyone around me, they were clean shaven. I was yeah, like, why yeah. would you deliberately grow that? Mm -hmm. What's the point? Mm -hmm. So Alhamdulillah with my mum, she didn't, she, she didn't push Islam on me, mm -hmm. but she wasn't against Islam. Okay. Like it, I, I could see it being practiced at home. Salah okay. time came, mm -hmm. she would pray. She would read Quran. But discussions and stuff like that, it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But it was there, so it was. I was in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, my mind wasn't made up by my by my mother. Okay. So then afterwards, then I would go to the masjid, then listening to the khutbas, and then I started hanging around scholars. Mm -hmm. And then as I started hanging around scholars, I learned a lot from them. You mean you mean as as a teenager? You're going to the mosque, yeah. Meet, meeting the scholars, sitting with them, talking with them. It's because when I joined madrasa, mm -hmm. um, I developed a sort of relationship with the teachers, I was familiar with mm -hmm. them. Then after, when you go to pray, even when you've left, you still see them. Mm -hmm. And then I think one of them uh, actually said, "Look, uh, mashallah, you've done well. Would you like to teach here?" Mm -hmm. So then I was like, "Yo, that would be brilliant." Mm -hmm. Oh so wow! Then, yeah. So it was basic like Qaeda and stuff. So okay. when I did, then. I got to see them in a different light, mm. got to ask them certain questions that I had harbored in mm -hmm. because certain people that are born within Islam, they take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're not practicing and then you start practicing, I, I feel that your Iman can be more stronger. I agree. You I know agree. what I mean? Absolutely. I think um, uh, there's a reason why through hardship, Allah gives you ease because you will never appreciate ease without hardship anyway. Mm. So when it comes to anything like that's why, like for me, the way that I look at, at, at you know, the creation of Allah, the way that he's he, he's he's created processes and principles that we need to follow. And if we follow certain processes and principles, we will achieve, you know, and he, you know it's very simple for you. You work, 
you put in the work consistently, you get it, right? This mm. isn't coincidence, this isn't chance, this is because Allah has created that as a rule, as a principle. Um, so yeah, so no, I definitely agree that this is the same thing when it comes to your iman, when it comes to your salah, that when you've gone through jahiliyyah and then you find Islam, it's such a powerful revelation in your mind that you you really just, it just kind of flips everything and you appreciate it on, uh, on a different level, which is why a lot of Reverb brothers will be a lot more practicing than mm. Muslim born Muslims because yeah. they've seen how life is outside, you know, not even having the cultural Islamic environment around them, which, you know, is, is good enough to keep a lot of Muslims kind of praying. Mm. These people have come from completely nothing, you know, alcohol, pork, drugs, whatever it might be. And then they found Islam and then they, they absolutely fall in love with it because they've seen the other side. So no, yeah. I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And because of that, because I was hanging around scholars, I would see them say gems, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, I would hear them say gems. I would see them, you know, implementing the deen. Mm -hmm. And I think the impetus came, I think once a scholar was there and he was discussing a subject and he was, he had like, but, but I, I, I don't know, no, I, I guess I do know. Allah was preparing me for something. Mm. Yeah, but you need that thirst. Mm. Like it's in any relationship, like if we're friends, bro, if I see you every day, you're not going to value my, mm. uh, my my friendship. There needs to be a gap, you know, in, mm. in when we meet, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. When you don't have something, you value it. Like uh, the principle, if you want to know the value of a father, ask somebody who doesn't have one. If you want to know the value of dawah, ask somebody that that doesn't give it, bro. Mm. And honestly, I find it liberating that something happens and I'm able to talk about it and then it reaches other people. And then I remember even from the gym in the morning, like I remind myself. Mm. Yeah, and that's important because that's from our tradition. Like Umar would do this as well. He's like, you're the Khalifa now. But there used to be a time where you used to spend the whole day, you know, taking your auntie's sheeps and you used to only get a handful of dates. Mm. Don't forget those days. Yeah, Don't yeah. forget who you were. And that's that's what it is, bro. I remember the time I used to spend four or five hours on TK Maxx, you know, flipping, you know, getting rinsed out, and you come home, you're knackered, and you feel like you've achieved nothing. Mm. That's why when I got a teaching role, I was like, yo, I can, I can. Um, it's like our tradition, even as old school Muslims from the golden era, is they used to be polymaths. Mm. Yeah, for those people that don't know, polymath is somebody who's a master in multiple fields. Mm. That's our tradition, bro. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like I think Malcolm X said this as well, or one of these legends. They said that if you want to destroy a civilization, get rid of the history. Wow. And that's what it is with us, bro. Like, if you think like what have Muslims actually done? That's mm. like being sidelined. And when you look into that, you're like, yo, we have a lot of potential. Mm. Like, if we are truly the vice generates of Allah on this earth, surely if we pray, like by the end of prayer, I should feel something. Like, don't ask your kids. Have you prayed? Mm. Ask them, how do you feel now that you prayed? SubhanAllah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. add dimension. Mm. Don't just say, oh, dua, man. I'll make dua and you will get this. Say, you, you know, you made dua for such and such. What if this thing is not good for you? SubhanAllah. Rather than making a specific dua, make a dua of a characteristic that you want mm. that will benefit you generally. Like, oh, Allah, grant me patience, peace, tranquility. Mm. Because you could be going through the biggest hardship but if Allah gives you peace and tranquility you'll ride through that mm. but if you're asking Ya Allah I want that woman mm. Ya Allah I want that job mm. like what's wrong with us we're running on outdated software of religion that's been taught to us when we're seven eight mm. and we're running that same software into our you know teens and now that we're older and we think now nah, Islam's outdated no your understanding of Islam is outdated mm. your understand we 
upgrade our phones mm. we update you know our operating systems but yet the same understanding of dua and salah is the same that we've been taught at 7 8 mm. no that understanding because as a child you can't tell them deep things yeah yeah so you need to tell them do this do that pray for rakat pray to rakat mm. do this do that you're just building a habit aren't you you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you need to now upgrade that mm. when they context like, exactly mm. zero to ten you can tell the child don't do this don't do that do this do that mm. but 10 to 15 you start questioning them should you be doing this? Mm. What do you think like if this happened? And then like post 18, mm. that's when you need to let them make their mistakes. Let the software that you taught them when they were young, you know, kick into gear now. Yeah, yeah. Because that's gone into the hard drive of mm. the body. But the thing is, we want to apply the same software and we want it to work now. But we're not willing to update that. Why? Because we're at work, we're wasting time on Netflix games mm. and stuff like that. So now you're thinking, all right, that's the problem. I've identified it. All right, what are people doing? Mm. People are on their devices. All right, let me get on the device. Yeah, yeah. People on social media, let me get on the social media. Rather than moaning, oh, this is the times or the day of judgment is coming. All right, cool, it's coming. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we know it's coming. But let's flip and do something about yeah, it. Yeah. It's coming in five days. Let's do something in those yeah, five days. Yeah, yeah. A building's on fire. Yeah, it's going to burn down. We're going to die anyway. All right, cool. Save five people. Save 10 people. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I was. I was like, all right, the building's on fire. Cool. Let me save six people. Bro, you don't have that many subscribers, fam. Like, that part's <laughs> got there. All right, cool. I've got 10 subscribers. I'll do something with yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you're genuinely doing it for the sake of Allah, you're keeping the, 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 the Sanad of the Prophet alive. Then bro, Allah's help will come bro Like honestly, I'm gonna be real with you bro mm -hmm. First two years of YouTube, I thought I would hit 100k mm -hmm. I would, I thought I'd hit it But bro, it took like 5-6 years That's the, bro By the end, I was knackered I was knackered, I was disappointed mm -hmm. But you know what, I was like, you know what, it is what it is yeah, yeah. Gotta keep plowing forward, I've got a platform now And bro, it's I remember myself, bro. I wasn't known, bro. Living in a council flat, me and my mom don't know English properly. Mm. Like, who, who knew us? But you know what? Alhamdulillah. As long as you're constantly, you got that, that, that you're holding onto that rope of Allah. Mm. Bro, come on, man. Like, ask him, bro. Musa alayhi salam asked Allah, ya, ya Allah, you're asking me to speak to Firaun. I've got a speech impediment. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, but Allah said, no, I've, I've selected you. You can take your brother, but mm. I've selected you. Bro, a, a prophet whose father passes away, then his mother passes away when he's like uh, very young, and then his grandfather, then his uncle. And bro, come on, man, are you, are you crapping me? Mm. Like, are you serious, bro? So if you've got holes in your life, use that to drive you. Like Umar radiallahu said, sometimes people with the worst pasts mm -hmm. make the best futures, mm -hmm. and that's that's what it is, bro. Like I know where I've come from. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. That's why I'm not afraid. Like I, I can be real with you. I can show you flipping um, the the leak. I had a, a leak outside my door for a year, bro. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. That that taught me humbleness, bro. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, yeah, yeah. now that's fixed. I'm not gonna make myself like people come and they're like, oh, bro, I thought you're a YouTuber living in a mansion, fam, and this <laughs> and that. I was like, no, bro. Alhamdulillah, it is what it is. You know that's what I mean? So as long as, bro, I know there's different people watching and different things. I'm telling you, if you want your journey to be fruitful, mm. bro. Hold on to Islam. Mm -hmm. Yes, diversify, go in business, go in this and try different mm -hmm. things, but keep it within the boundaries of Sharia mm -hmm. and you will have inner peace. Mm -hmm. I know people with loads of stuff. I've made content, I've made videos where mm -hmm. I'm, you know, compiling celebrities mm -hmm. that are finished in terms of inside, but mm -hmm. they've got everything. Yeah, yeah. The latest uh, Instagram post was by Justin Bieber. He mm -hmm. said, I had all of this, but you know what? I just wasn't happy with it. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, bro. It's like, it's like what you're saying about, um, when you're making dua 
and you're asking Allah, Ya Allah, give me peace and tranquility, you may get the riches and the fame, but Allah will give you the peace and tra- tranquility. Mm. But if you're asking for, Ya Allah, just give me this and give me that, and Allah gives it to you, and it wasn't good for you in the first place, but you, hey, you asked for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You kept asking for it. You kept saying to me, you kept begging me for this thing. I didn't give it to you because it wasn't good for you, but you kept on asking me, mm. here you go, hey, have it, and now you're going to learn a lesson Step from it. Step is, you look around and you see people like lost and confused, and then you're like, how do I get to these people? Yeah, yeah. So then that, once you know and you, you've got that foundation, and that foundation comes from knowledge, comes from scholars. Yeah. Why? Because scholar, scholars are inheritors of the prophets. So a person can try bypass them, but ultimately you need you need a connection to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Can I ask a question? Just yeah. um, it, it's 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 something that kind of happens, not just uh, not just when 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 a person kind of um, gains uh, knowledge and and this enthusiasm for Islam and religion or whatever religion. It kind of is whatever someone is passionate about, and they've just found this passion. Um, there's that kind of uh, almost overzealous overzealousness that that overtakes them, um, and you know they. Even with me, for example, right? That there's people who who will come to me. They'll they'll tell me certain things, and and it's like, okay, okay, you you've just found this passion. This is something that I've been doing for kind of years and years and years. Mm. Uh, maybe not just podcasting, other things. Um, and 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 this person is kind of you know advising me like, oh, you should do it like this, and you should do it like that, and and obviously uh, that in itself is is something which can go two different directions. It sounds like for you. Uh, you know, you got this, and again, you were like, "Okay, I want to, I want to use these tools that I have to promote this." Um, a lot of other people kind of are the other side, where they'll they'll be the YouTube trolls, and you know, they'll be the, the guys who are commenting and, and mm. stuff like that. Um, there's probably going to be, uh, you know, a, a lot of kind of 16 to 25 year olds watching this who are probably m- making a similar transition as well in their lives. I, I find that that's a typical age for people to start actually thinking quite. Critically, critically and and to start to get a bit more awoke, uh, uh, you know awake and awoke mm. or whatever it might be um to god to those people who are 16 to 25 and they might may not even realize that you know they're part of who i'm talking about and, and that's part of the problem but what's your kind of um i suppose advice to people who have found the religion and uh you know they they, they feel this mission that i need to i need to give this to everybody when I think a lot of the times we need to kind of just actually learn it ourselves and show the dawah kind of in our other brother than in just kind of telling people. Do you know, do you know I, what I think, mean? Yeah, I think that's why the, the the thing that Alhamdulillah for me was I was around scholars. Yeah. And scholars, because they're inheritors of the Prophet, whatever they say, they say through evidence and through a tradition. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you try bypass that and you just learn through YouTube videos and text, there's there's a misunderstanding and a misconception that can happen from there because mm-hmm. you're taking a snapshot from a hadith or from an aspect of the seerah and then you're conflating it to kind of meet with your understanding but the thing is when when you've got scholars and people that are you know understanding of the deen mm-hmm. then they'll give you a, a better understanding so you're you're not gonna start going to people and wanting to convert them straight away because the scholars would have told you mm-hmm. that Hidayah comes from Allah, you present the message in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And also like the scholars that are mashallah more on the on the ball, they would say the best dawah is through your action. Mm-hmm. And that's the dawah that we are lacking. 
because the scholars that are the surgeons they can diagnose what the issue is and they can advise accordingly but the problem is when we think that we know better mm-hmm. yeah or we we are unable to take the good and leave the bad and because of that we paint all of the scholars with one brush as extremists backwards whatever and we think that no we'll go with this but take the good and leave the bad mm-hmm. alhamdulillah i was able to do that and because of that i was able to get the the benefit and that zeal was good but if you're with the scholars they will tell you and when you go to them like Sheikh, i'm speaking to these people they mm. say okay you're speaking to the people how are you speaking to them? you understand there's that yeah, dialogue yeah. Yeah, yeah but when a person cuts them off from that and they try to do it their own way it's not gonna work mm-hmm. it's not gonna work so that's what i would suggest i'd say link yourself with a scholar but the thing is certain people will uh, the scholar has to have a background as well yeah so it's yeah. like a doctor you see where they've studied from is he um, well known is he established same with scholars mm-hmm. you don't just go for someone that's got the most followers or whatnot yeah you see somebody that implements the deen that you know is knowledgeable of the quran and the sunnah and when it comes to um, these people i mean when you leave their gathering do you end up hating people mm-hmm. or do you end up wanting to bring people together that's deep you know what yeah, I mean? I Other people that, want that they were the Dawa guy. You know what I mean? Like, but there were certain people that were unexpected that did. Mm. Um, so I had a bit of both, but I I was hungry, bro, and I I just I just kept going because I found it liberating that I I can create content that people can watch. But what's the alternative? Mm. Me being at home, living my life. How many people do I interact with daily? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So this is better, but it's not nice when somebody's like. Uh, says this sort of stuff to you but that's when you then look at how other people deal with hate yeah, yeah. and then you can change your perspective so I guess it's helped shape me into the person that I am just how I respond to certain people my kind of way so I guess when I, when I started seeing that it's it's helping me it's changing me mm. I was like there's something in this there's something in this and that's yeah that was amongst the the things as well and then i started seeing that yeah even people of knowledge were reaching out mm-hmm. as well they're saying bro you're doing a good thing and i was like yo this is brilliant then i was like i hope to encourage other people as well mm. and yeah so those were i think the three things that that really kind of were the highlights it's interesting i remember i remember recently going for dinner it was a couple of months ago i went for dinner and um uh it was a group of people i didn't know i, I just knew one of the brothers um who who had invited me and uh, one of his friends came and sat opposite me and um you know mashallah he was he was older brother you know he had a beard and uh sat down in front of me greeted me with salam and then straight away he was like bro tell me now how do you give dawah bro <laughs> first question i've never met this guy before <laughs> never met the guy before smashed it and he's like how do you give dawah bro dawah i was like <laughs> dawah i was like uh i was like i don't know bro like yeah. I don't know how I give a dawah. Like I, I just some, sometimes I just sit there and then I let people talk to me, and yeah. uh, and he's like, no, 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 bro. What, what do you mean? I was like, all right, bro. Let, let me be serious with you. Let me let me be honest with you, right? If someone asked me to give them dawah, I would just tell them to do wudu and go pretend to pray. That's what I would do. That that's that's what I would say to someone as, as dawah. If someone just came up to me and said, you know, tell me about your religion, I wouldn't actually really tell them much. I would just say, look, just do wudu and pretend to pray, right? Just do the actions. Because for me personally, and this might, I'm probably going to get so many people laughing in the comments for this, but one of the things that kind of just came into my head recently was, how can this religion not be from Allah when I have to wake up early and clean my nose out? Right, wash my mouth and clean my nose out. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? When you get all that dust and that grime in your, in, in, in your nose overnight and, and 
people don't do that unless you know what I mean they're taught, like, taught to do if it. the prophet was fake why would he tell us to do this unnecessary act like what benefit yeah, 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 what benefit that, is he gaining from this exactly. clean yourself like this in the toilet yeah but do I need to pay you anything no you don't exactly yeah I so see what it, you're saying. it only gives benefit to the person and I think this is the difference between like you know like certain you, like very easily you can see if something's a cult right it's like okay how much money are you giving and where does it go to right? yeah. is there a central point Right. Whereas with Islam, the thing that is very, very different from even Christianity, because even nowadays, modern Christianity is all built upon, you know, this church is its own sect, basically. Right. Yeah. And come give all your money here and we'll grow it and get we'll go to heaven because we love Jesus. Right. It's confused. Right. But anyway, uh, when it comes to Islam, uh, it's these simple acts. Right. Yeah. When you do, bro, when I'm at work. And I'm sitting at my desk for like four or five hours and then it's the whole time and I get up and then I go to the bathroom and I do my wudu and then I go and I, you know, put my head down to the floor and I'm doing these actions. It gives me so much physical relief and mental relief when I'm even putting the cold water on my arms and I'm putting it over my face. These are not things that society tells us to do. These are things that God has taught, taught us to do. And I think things like, you know, mental health and physical health would just get solved if people just do wudu and they just prayed because mm. it's such impactful on a person's uh, physical state when they're breaking out from sitting down at the desk or whatever they're doing and just breaking out of that and going and humbling yourself to Allah and just that in itself is enough for me to realize that wow like that emotion that I feel that physical uh, relief that I feel that mental relief that I feel this can only be from God you know what I mean? And if you don't believe that, just do it anyway and you'll feel relief. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I believe that you'll feel relief anyway if you do wudu. And so, if, I mean, when I told the guy, he was like, no, 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 brother, you need to tell them about the stars. You need to tell them about the mountains. You need to tell them about the water. You need to tell. And I was like, okay, brother, that's all good points. But mm -hmm. not everybody really cares about that. You know, not mm -hmm. everybody cares about people sometimes only uh, understand things through experience. touch and feel and experience and, and stuff like that. So I think, um, I think, there has been a shift over the last few years, but there still needs to be that shift in terms of how we give dawah and the fact that adhab, like your mannerisms, is such an important factor when giving dawah. Uh, you can have all the knowledge in the world that you have, but if you're, you know, if your breath smells, you, you know, you, you don't look nice, people won't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, so I think I think uh, these are some of the other aspects of of. Um, uh, the dawah that we need to uh, about our religion that we need to appreciate is actually the things that we take for granted like you're saying you know when you have something you don't really appreciate it we've done with our whole lives it hasn't you know have we thought about it in this way so for me i think i think the practicality of islam is enough for a lot of people to to to, to even want to do uh, for even people to realize that islam is the way you know the truth um so moving on from from obviously that uh in terms of so now you're five or six years into your journey. Uh, you've hit your 100K subs. You, you said on kind of one of your earlier videos that, you know, when I hit, hit 100K, I'm going to stop this now because uh, I would have reached that point. Um, obviously, on your video, you explained um, your, your kind of intentions that, look, actually, why would I stop now at this point when we've got this community, we've got this following of people that want this content and they want to have... You know, they don't want to look at, you know, women doing provocative things. They don't want to hear profanity. They just want good, clean, halal, you know, content that they can watch in front of their parents without having to turn it over. Where you are right now, you've hit your 100K. And I think you mentioned on, on that video as well. You said, look, hitting 100K, yes, it's just a number, but 
there's actual things that come with that right so like youtube will give you extra resources or they might help you in certain ways because you've earned that that from them that they can see that you've built this on their platform so they'll do that and all these types of things so for you now what is your vision for smarter jannah now over the next few years where do you want to take things uh and i suppose has the mission changed in any way i guess um the thing the paradigm shift was when i realized that smile to jannah was what i was okay so where i was going smile to jannah was going mm. so i guess the, the the shift needs to be with me as i'm growing like for example when i was unemployed for two years mm. um and and i went to people like the cv building workshop and this and that i i, I made a video with mm. regards to that i was like to the brother why don't you make a video on this mm. then when i after uni i made a video in university then um with the different aspects i've i've done that so it's an extension of me mm. so wherever i'm going um and whatever i'm learning and there's there's so much to learn i think in our library there's a quote again of malcolm x he says that if i if i had a longer life mm. i would just read more mm. because it just opens the just windows and worlds up to you and that's what it is so my my main thing is to learn more mm. just i'm really fascinated by psychology and and people so because when you understand people then you can cater the message to them mm. you know what i mean so like they say wisdom the dawah there's if someone says what, what way do you do dawah and then says no there's no one way of doing dawah dawah true dawah is wisdom knowing how to give a message to a specific person in a specific situation if you give a generic dawah mm. to a person that's not in that situation you're going to push them further away you know what i mean so you have to and what you actually said that practical element i was listening to jim quick and he said one of the ways of r- retaining information is through practical application so you're actually mashallah ahead of the game in that aspect that you'd give them a practical thing that's going to stick in their mind mm. and experience which is quite mashallah profound compared to what some other people do they think just speaking to them for half an hour 45 minutes that's not the name of the game anymore mm. so i guess the the main thing for me bro is oh, was also mm. like all he's like yeah islam is not just 5 to 7 in the madrasa it's mm. not just when you pray salah it's your identity it's your life mm. yeah and then i was like yo i need to i need to show this to people because like i genuinely thought if you have a beard and that's it i was very kind of strict like within my lane i wouldn't deviate but then i was like that's just me keeping islam to myself mm. but if i am to to genuinely make a change i will need to understand and put myself in other people's position right. and just kind of loosen a little bit mm-hmm. and understand and that's what i did that's why like some people will say oh bro you use beatboxing sometimes mm-hmm. or hums that's a gray area <laughs> but at the end, i'm like all right cool bro like i respect your position mm. is it haram no it's not but it's a gray area i'm like cool i'm fine with the gray area mm. as long as i'm not fall, uh, falling in haram mm. i'm fine with that because uh the islamic kind of um position is everything is halal unless proven haram right yeah and uh, of course i understand the thing that there's other kind of principles as well mm-hmm. that you know if uh, but i don't want to get into all that i'll leave that for the scholars yeah, but yeah, yeah. what i'm saying is it this was a certified gray yeah, area yeah, yeah. and i was fine with okay. that and i didn't mind you know acting the fool you know if i could help other people mm. and that's when i kind of found this this kind of path and because of that slowly i 
I started changing as a person. Mm. I started, you know, networking with mm. people. I started opening the doors. I started getting respect from people that I didn't think I could get respect from. Wallahi, the, the deen honored me. Mm. Um, why? Because I honored or I attempted to honor the religion. So this is 2013, 2014. Dates, oh, I don't know. Smart Jannah is about five years old. Six years old. Six. Because you said five on your video last year. Ah, oh, subhanAllah. I got you. I don't know, bro. I... So 2013, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, reason, right. the, reason, the reason why I want to I wanna, um, kind of drill down on some dates as well is because I just want to make things real for people in terms of like time, you know. Mm. So 2013, you would have been, what, 24 years old. So 24 years old, you'd already had multiple YouTube channels that you were mm. putting out. That You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like you'd, yeah, yeah. you'd probably been doing it for about seven or eight years prior to that. Yeah, uh, see, at yeah. least, right? So... So it's it's never the the first thing that you do that's always going to be the, the oh, big yeah. hit. That's going to be the, the big thing. It's a journey, and I think uh, we, we were talking about this kind of off camera beforehand, which is you know people people uh, you know will always want to reach out to you. People people want to do so many things. People want to do so many things with their lives all the time, and the number of things that people actually start or follow through is very different. And I think if you're not passionate and you don't have a mission about what you're actually trying to achieve, you'll always stop. And, you know, again, from, you know, 16, when you first started to, to now 2013, 2014, you've gone from behind the camera on your mission to now you're in front of the, you know, you're, you're, mm. you're making that transition now uh, to being in front of the camera. So, so at this age, 23, 24, you would have, you know, uh, you would have gone through your education, your, your education, you would have uh, started uh, working now at this point. So what, were you actually in, in employment at this time as well? You know, were you working? Uh, because that's something that's always on people's mind is, you know, who's going to see this, you know, which, which type of friends are my colleagues going to, is my boss going to see, you know, those type of questions. So was that going through your mind at the time or were you just... Smart agenda? Smart agenda, yeah. It was, but I just reached a wall of frustration about it because it was just growing. Like I could see people talking about problems. Like even when I was going with scholars, like they'd gather and they'd sit down and there'd be discussions. How, you know, how do we bring the youth, mm. the youth, the favorite word, youth. How do we get the youth into the masjid, the youth? I was like, all right, cool. And suggestion would be made. And people drink tea, have biscuits and, you know, just dust it off okay. and just walk off. Like nothing would actually materialize. Why? Because it would just be the same old method. And I was like, the dean is amazing. Like the message is there, but you can package it in a certain way that is yeah. digestible. You know what I mean? Like cowpo. Yeah, yeah. I remember cowpo nowadays used to taste rank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then they started adding other stuff to it. Now it's medicine, but, you know, it's more digestible. Yeah, yeah. There's ways that you can make things more digestible. Mm -hmm. Like even the Bollywood actor Amir Khan said mm -hmm. this as well. He said, you know, if you are to convey a message, you need to first entertain people. Right. Entertain people, then give them a message, then that message is more digestible. Wow. So that's, it, it follows the, the similar principle. Uh, principle of cowpo mm. and that's a similar principle that i kind of adopted which was entertain people using the halal means mm -hmm. and then give them a message okay dilute the message you don't you know like you get an inflatable hammer from the funfair like i didn't want to just bash people over the head with islam islam yeah, islam yeah, yeah. and people are like no bro you gotta put this in there i was yeah, like yeah. you know what just me being there with a the beard starting with salam mm. and not using haram stuff that's dawah in itself yeah yeah and I've noticed even now when you speak to non-Muslims, you can give them a two-hour lecture, but ultimately what, what what will they say? They'll say, yeah, but I don't see that, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but what about these guys? 
speak to this and that's the mm. bottom line like you we have to fix our own house um i, I don't want to say this because some people use this as a lazy thing mm-hmm. oh no we got to fix our own house before we yeah, reach yeah. to other people do a b- bit of both yeah, yeah, yeah fix yeah. your house and reach out to people yeah, as well yeah, yeah. but uh, i like the the point that you made about the dates because i, I guess when you're mentioning the age Certain people will be able to relate with that They'll be like damn yeah. I'm 25 He did that at 23 Absolutely yeah So yeah I see where you're coming with yeah, that, yeah and 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 that's the whole point of, of even coming, kind of sitting here with you today Is, is the fact that look you, you're, 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 you're a Muslim Who is very proud to be a Muslim And follow uh, the, the Sharia according to uh, you know Bro t- to be fair I don't have a choice yeah. You know what I mean by that Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when I go to Pakistan And they're like Yo, is it Shining Land? Say, oh, is it Shining Land? Oh, English bolo. I'm like, hello, my name is Oh, it's Shining English bolo. Are you speaking English? You take the A certificate with you as well like, Yo, yeah, bro, I got this myself Nah, nah, don't the Evil eye, bro Come on, man you gotta Behave, bro Behave So um, I was saying, yeah And then when they speak to me Bro, I say You know what, guys I'm from England, yeah And in England I've seen The stuff that you guys aspire to but I'm still practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because honestly, no other path yeah, works. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If something else worked, like when I see these people in the in the movies and they party in, yeah, bro, yeah. come on, man. I want to party. <laughs> I want to party like a Saturday night. Come on, man. Bro, I, I, I want a girlfriend. Bro, I want to trim this down to a, you know, I want a little mundri. Bro, we need to see those sideburns, see that piercing. Yo, flipping tattoos. Bro, come on, man. Bro, I was saying to someone, I was like, bro, if tattoos are halal, bro, flipping like the rock, bro, flipping <laughs> everywhere. Like Randy Orton, like the sleeve tattoos. Come on, bro. But the thing is, when you look into it, bro, nothing else works. Mm-hmm. Like tried and tested Nothing else works yeah, I, yeah. I wish I could give like a really inspirational thing But I said Nothing else works So And when you look into this bro mm. Like Islam says Come come at me bro Come mm. at me And you flipping challenge it You throw stuff at it And flipping Like it comes out still on top And you're like This 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 shows every evidence of being from the divine Because mm. were it like another religion No offense to the Christians Like if I was to open a Bible Flipping on the first page mm. Seventh day God took a rest Already that's bringing so <laughs> that No offense to them Like I'm sure they can interpret it But to me mm. Like Napoleon he converted from outlaws He converted to some He's saying one of the things was that Seventh day God took a rest Like we don't know that if God has recovered from that rest I could be praying to him now Is he taking a rest? Is he listening to me? Oh, he created, he saw this and then he saw it was good. He created mm. that, he saw it was bad. So he didn't know originally that yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So already there's questions that I'm going to church, I'm singing in the church. Like, did Jesus do this? No, he didn't. Then the hymns, like, did he do that? Like, you're coming, like, we're going there in a suit. Like, mm. did Jesus, like, there's more questions than there are answers. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but with Islam, you throw things at it and flipping, like you throw lemons and you get flipping a lemonade back and yeah, with, like, yeah. with a straw and everything. And you're like, oh, flipping <laughs> lovely. Like, I taste that. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's the thing. So in that sense, I was like, yo, uh, would I like to do this? Of mm. course, I'm a human being. But do I want to do it? Mm. No. Why? Because Islam is, you know what I mean? Like for me, it's black and white. Yeah, desires come or whatnot, and you have mm. to fight against that, and you have weak moments or whatnot. But ultimately, you know, like you distinguish your weakness mm. from the tenets of Islam. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna say, bro, that's my weakness. Mm. If someone says, bro, you said this or you said that, all right, cool, that's my mistake. 
keep that separate from Islam. Mm. But the problem now is when people blur that line mm. and they because they're doing something wrong, they say, no, but this isn't obligatory. This isn't this. Like that's where issues issues. Start you know, with. you know, uh, this this it, it really is very. Uh, I mean, the, the term influencer, right? When you look into it, it, you're having influence over people. Right, people are being influenced by you, right? Yeah. It, it, we just don't think about it. We 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 call it okay, an influencer. That's who they are. That's the. But actually, when you think about it, they are someone who change opinions and thoughts of people, mm. right? Uh, even even when it comes to things like, for example, marriage. Very recently, I had uh, someone say, you know, I I've met this person. I want to get married to them. Uh, they live in another country, um, and. As soon as you know that the family were, were asking questions, saying that you know, okay, who are they? You know, where are they from? What's their background? Mm. Straight away, the, the it was it was very kind of, hey, this is what th- this is an example of you know, parents and Muslims making it hard to get married. Mm. It's like no, 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 chill out, relax, yeah. you know, relax. Okay, we, we're not gonna just allow you to marry anybody yeah. without verifying and checking who they are. Yeah, right. So I think it it, it can be really really tricky to to have that balance between uh you know f- for the audience for the audience yeah. to know who who should i take my information from who am i learning from because you know we've got people now who have just this crazy impatience and and there is there is you know to, to put it bluntly there's a lack of respect for uh those who have more experience and more knowledge and, and wisdom i don't necessarily mean someone who's older because yeah. never is there's never always the case exactly yeah. so I think um I think yeah so so from your perspective you wanted to be someone who was on the other side where it's like you know I want I want to I, I want to influence people towards Islam but I don't want to do it in a pointing direction I don't want to say there you go just do that you want to kind of give it to them in a different way how was this for you in your mind in terms of uh, like your, I suppose, your, your, your pride or your ego, you know, going on camera and, and, and being a comedian uh, with a beard? You know, no one's seen that before. You know, no one wants to, what, you're a Muslim, you're a Pakistani comedian. Like, what? This is, this is crazy. Mm. You know, even today, you know, if, if you were to, if some kid was to tell their Pakistani parents, like, look, you know, I want to be a comedian, what are they going to say? What's their reaction going to be? Right, it's not going to be one of positivity. It's going to be like, what? So, so for you, but it's that whole lemonade thing, bro. Okay, like I, I hid this from my mom. Okay, I, d- I didn't. Okay, until uh, a- a- and I grew it mm. because sometimes it is a phase. Mm. Yeah, people. We, sometimes we'll shut ourselves down. Uh, if my mom finds out this, what's going to happen? All right, cool. Don't tell her then. Mm. If you believe in it, do it on the side and let it grow. Okay. And if it grows to a certain thing that you can now put them in a position, you can say, "Look, mom, I can earn from this now." Yeah. Or yeah. mom, like I, okay. like. So, mom, so what about the Palestinian people? Mm, you know what I mean? Nice. She kicked me out of the class. And for me, it, I wasn't rebelling or anything like that. It yeah. was just I inquisitive. Just, yeah. I was inquisitive. I was like, okay, cool. So, 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 let me get this right. Okay, so Hitler did the Holocaust in Germany and killed millions and millions of Jews. Yes. Okay. So, 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 why did they go to Palestine and then kick out the Muslims and like, mm. you know what I mean? Like that. That what? Like, I didn't understand why that happened. Why is it okay there? Yeah, and yeah, why is yeah. it okay there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's always justification like, oh, this person gave that land to that person and, and all that type of stuff. But it's very skewed, and and you're you're kind of growing up, and you do have this almost almost a, a resentment of 
your own history and your own people because obviously you know the crusaders the the english have always almost had a war against islam you know what i mean so it's like why would they teach anything in school about history which was a it's like promotion. Noam Chomsky said, isn't it? It's the victors that write the history. Yeah. And and somebody else also said that if you look at the news, if the news is based upon lies, then God knows what's what's in history. Mm. Yeah. And you got people like Howard Zen that wow. actively working. You know, this is a really good book, People's History of America. We actually see what was done with the name. I mean, look, the the fact that we're convinced and we're told that look, Christopher Columbus discovered America. That, you know the how how they are able to make that seem like a credible thing, yeah, yeah. and people are like, "All right, cool, he discovered it." Bro, it blows my mind, man. Mm. I rate them to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how are you able to discover a land on which millions of people are still there? Yeah, yeah. And you're able to convince other people, yeah, he discovered it. But there's millions of people living there. <laughs> how is he discovering it? Didn't they discover it? Shh. And the people are okay yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it blows. And then you find out the reality of Christopher Columbus and how that lie was formed. You're like, flipping heck, man. What, what, what else is there? What, what, is, what is the lie of Christopher Columbus? I mean, they make it seem like he was a liberator. He went there okay. and he discovered it. But in reality, he was a reject. He went there, raped, pillaged. Mm. And he didn't really discover the America that we know of today. He went there, used them when he noticed that they... Bro, he... To such a degree that the Native Americans were given vests and jumpers of smallpox to literally wipe them out. To such a degree that the amount of Native Americans that were wiped out it affected the the global climate because they would obviously so burn trees. So it, so it affected, and that's all in Howard Zen's book. But again, uh, this sort of stuff when you when you but you'll only appreciate this stuff when you've learned something. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to learn what's what's there now to appreciate the alternative side. But if you're not bothering to learn, you feel it's not important, then yeah, we could what we're saying could sound like waffle to you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a history thing. But like because I know that and I'm like, damn, this is what's been given to me, mm. then how does it affect my people? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, damn, like this is what's going on now? Flip. Like man, like why don't people know this? Because people are too busy consuming. Mm. Yeah, it's the, the whole uh, Colosseum and the emperor and distraction is, right, you know, okay. king. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening now, bro. Why do you think that Lord of the Rings, a TV episode or TV series, that's got an investment of a billion dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Why are actors being paid so much? Why? Because they're a key form of distraction. Yeah, yeah. Because what if people start speaking out? They're like, holy, hang on a minute. What our England England flag mm. is based upon Saint George, and Saint George never came in this country, <laughs> and he's he was a Palestinian slash Turk. Are you crapping me, mate? <laughs> Are you taking the mick, like flipping it? And this uh, even what we uh, sing as well. Uh, that's that's actually a Jewish song. Like it's not really like. Are you are you winding me up? Yeah, so I guess yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is that yeah, it's just if you're inquisitive, this sort of stuff will be uh, interesting. And that's that's why I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. It was because certain artists like Loki, Akala, and mm. uh, and other people that I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, these people are gangster. So when they said they 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 read a cover to cover, I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, all right, I need to check this book out. So even when you're kind of slipping and you're in a in in a different in a weak position, like still be cautious of what content you're consuming. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, if you are gonna listen to music, like listen to conscious music. You know what I mean? Like if you are going to watch movies, then watch movies that afterwards you feel like it's made you smarter. 
yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there was a series called Sherlock on BBC. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, bro, like I feel like I'm smarter. <laughs> I feel like I can notice certain things, yeah, like yeah. because that's encouraging something. That's a, it's a big phenomenon: our mindfulness, mm. being aware, being in the moment, mm. which is a very key, uh, a, a key thing to kind of adopt if you are to appreciate what life is to offer. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I would say as a as a parting sort of thing that mitigate the damage if you are to do a damage mm. but ultimately realize the importance of the rope of Allah because no matter what I say or what I do my credit will always go to him because there's there's no honestly there's no other way I can think of <laughs> I just want to I just want to end this by asking you one final question which is um if you could go back to your your 20 year old self go back 10 years what would you what, what what advice would you give yourself to to the 20 year old you i'm not talking about to any 20 year old out there i mean you as a 20 year old what would you tell yourself as advice that you've gained over the, these 10 years that would help that person if i was face to face with that person who's like yo what the hell who are you you look like me yeah i'm you in 10 years i look good he's like all right cool tell me something Come on, mate, tell me something. Trust in the process. Because whatever's going to happen to you now is going to shape the person you're going to be. The bad, the good, the tears, the anger, the loss, the gain. Just trust in the process. Mm. Just imagine, anytime something happens, imagine Allah's asking you, Sishan, do you trust me? And your response being, yeah, I do. That's all I'd say, and the rest of the time I'd just chill with him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'd do. <laughs> Thanks so much, bro. Um, no worries, to, bro. to everybody watching out there, please make sure that you uh, give this video uh, a big thumbs up. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to Knowing Myself, but also Samantha Janna. Uh, more likely, you're probably coming from his channel anyway, so subscribe to me, which would be great. Um, in terms of uh, contact and video, if people want to reach out to you, I mean, w- what's the best way to kind of get hold of you? What type of people would you be interested in? You know, if they if, if certain people are doing certain things uh, and they wanted to, to kind of collaborate with you, who who are the type of people that you would want to hear from in the first place? And, uh, you know, where can people get more of your stuff from? I think someone who respects the the kind of boundaries that have been set by Islam and understands that and uses that as step one in their content creation I respect people like that mm-hmm. somebody that doesn't and that's kind of doing their own thing and they just want to grow subscriber bases mm-hmm. nah, I'm not down for that to be honest if you want to I mean my DMs are open on Insta um, yeah I'm on, on I think YouTube Facebook you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's easy just click the send message thing and I'll ignore your message you know what I mean sick and uh, have you still got your <laughs> I'm not going to ignore your message <laughs> have you still got your Smarter Janna shop as well yeah yeah that's there as well alright guys make sure that you go over to smarterjanna.com uh, make sure you also come to nourishnourish.com check us out um, if you've got to this point thanks so much for listening to this podcast I really do appreciate it and uh, hope to see you guys and talk to you guys on the next one inshallah uh, but bro thanks so much for your time it's a massive pleasure, massive bro. No, it's my pleasure it's my privilege to be here thanks so much for, for everything and uh, yeah inshallah uh, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. <laughs>